0: Ladies and gentlemen, the book of Isaiah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Really, the book of Isaiah is about the prophet Isaiah. A lot of people talk about the prophets, and uh about, well, actually, our modern day prophets are more teaching us about how to money, how to get rich quicker, all these other things. But it was not the 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 the, uh, the beginning of the prophetic movement. The prophetic movement was in, was a way of God to getting his word through the prophet to the people so they would hear what God's trying to tell them to do or what to say. Unfortunately, it's not like that anymore. In fact, uh, when I was growing up, it was about the prophets, and it was the evangelists. Um, now it's about the apostles. Amen. Amen. Um, um, but God has originally called the prophets to be the be the mouthpiece of God to his people at that time. Prophets aren't really famous. Prophets are really sought after because in the Old Testament, most of the time, the word came was it came to correct people. And people don't want to be corrected. They don't want to be told uh, to go to turn into a plain path, but they just, basically want to do what they want to do. Well, let's uh, uh, fast forward now. um, uh, And this now um, where we're living in this time frame, a lot of the people don't want nobody to tell them what to do. Amen. So that's why it's important that we must line up with the word of God. Amen. And Isaiah was that kind of prophet. Amen. And so God was calling and giving a word. Um, this book has sixty six books. And this book actually um, um, it actually mimics the Bible. The Bible has sixty six books. This particular book, Isaiah again has sixty six books. Amen. So now um, I'm gonna go tonight with the King James Bible because it's a little easier to understand. Isaiah the prophet and God's talking to him now, Isaiah 6 and 9. And in the year King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord seated on high and a lofty throne, and his robe filled the temple. So here is Isaiah uh, letting him know, uh, actually just setting the scene. To say that I saw the Lord, Isaiah was having an experience with Christ. He was an experiencing with the Father. That the same year the King Isaiah died, which was a powerful, well-known um, um, leader, he saw God. Now that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to realize that we must have. Our own personal relationship With Christ Not so much a pastor Not so much a preacher Not so much a prophet But we must know Christ For ourselves Not mama, not daddy, not anybody else But we have to get into the book We must get into the Bible Ourselves Know the word for yourself Get a pencil Get a piece of paper Write down words you don't understand because God's trying to teach us something. God's trying to tell us something for our future. Again, for our future. So he's saying, God, Isaiah saying, it says, now I saw the Lord in this particular year. Relationships, relationships. Sometimes we have best friends. We have good friends. Sometimes we have people we don't trust in our lives. But here God's saying that, he had a, a personal relationship that God would come down spiritually, not physically, but spiritually and have a conversation or a, a, that feeling the presence of God around us. How many of you can really personally say that you have a personal relationship to sometimes that you can feel the presence of God? And that's what God wants his saints, to believe and to know that we have the capacity as believers to say that we have a personal relationship with God, that you can feel the presence of God. Have you ever been around a place or a particular place and said, there's something special in the atmosphere, there's something around you, there's something near you, there's something that in you that feels different. What? Because you are now, you're stepping into a, a a spiritual place where God can commune and talk and surround you and hold you personally in the palm of his hands. And this was the prophet Isaiah was now experiencing his presence, his presence. Moses, for example, Moses experience the presence of God. And when he came down and he talked to him and he began to say, he said, Moses, he said, um, now in the book of um here, he says, Moses, pull off your shoes. He says, For thou art standing on holy ground. But well, that's what happens when you get into the presence of God. There's something different in the atmosphere. There's something that you can't taste, you can't test, but you know that God is with you and you are with us. And this is what God wants us to know. That's what us people, God wants us to understand and to experience Him. like I said, not a building, not a person, not a thing, not a chair, not a hurricane, but knowing the presence of God within you. So he can talk with you Walk with you And give you direction And that was the way That the prophets did In the olden days They had a relationship with God Come down And talk with them And that's what God wants us to do now Okay in 2021 That God Is wanting us To have a relationship But you can't have that relationship if you don't have a prayer life, you, don't have, you can't have that relationship if you don't have that, that quiet time with God. You can't have that kind of relationship if you don't read your Bible. You don't have that kind of relationship because when you're quiet before God, God can talk with you. And even when you think badly, God even knows your very thoughts. He knows the very intent of your heart. So that's why it's important to know. Him for your personal self. Amen. Amen. I repeat that again. Um, Isaiah says this. In the year that the king Isaiah died, I saw the Lord. He said, I saw the Lord. And he was high and lifted up. In fact, he says, and his robes will fill the temple. So he's giving you a picture of what God looked like, that he was so big, he was so tall, he was so mighty, and even the very presence of God is filling the temple. So God wants to fill our temple. He wants to fill our heart. He wants to fill our spirit. He wants to fill our, our soul. He wants you to know that he is king of your whole life, he said, and his robe filled the temple. Verse two. And the Seraphims were standing above them. Seraphims represent the word means the burning ones, the fiery ones, the ones that are anointed, the ones that brings on the anointing, the fire in you, the seraphim. Seraphims were burning ones that represents the, the presence of God, represents the anointing of God. For so here, in this temple, in this place, there was the very presence of God and the form of not only God, but his seraphims, his burning ones, his anointed ones that was there and was dispatched to do out uh, the will of God. And then he says, "Here, I love this, my favorite part here." And they don't talk a lot, a lot about what it says again with says, And his robe was filled. The temple talks about the them, They were standing above them. and one wing was two a wing. But two covers his face and one covered his feet. In other words, these particular creatures, they look like one had, some had wings and also at the bottom of his feet, even those were covered because of the presence as the presence of God. Something about the presence of God. Sometimes you can walk in a place, or sometimes you can just be in a place and not feel nothing, but something happens when the presence of God goes, comes near you, something about when the presence of God feels you it's something about oh shaman something about the presence of God that changed the atmosphere that means everything around you changes because of his presence of his glory, of his majesty. And remember, Isaiah was speaking of what happened when he saw God after the king Isaiah died. And he's saying, I felt the presence of God. I felt the power of God. I felt the anointing of God. It was around me, near me, through me. Something about the presence of God. I know in the time like today, a lot of people really don't even think about the presence of God, but it's that still small voice in you, that that something that's near you, that you can literally feel him in you. Like I said, and it's not a natural touch, but something in your manner, man, something in that that touches your heartstrings, something that's in you that makes you feel heart flutter. It's something in you that's so precious that nothing can stop it, block it, enter it, because you now are confessing salvation, one and two, you are building you are building a relationship with God. I did not get this overnight. And I believe every night, every day, every second I'm 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 building upon the relationship that I had with Christ. And that's what we must seek after. Not about things. But if we die tonight will you end up in eternity with Christ People are running around crazy about this virus and and all these things but you know the only thing that matters is your personal again your personal relationship with Christ I don't tell I can't tell you where you're going to end up in eternity But you know what? Your spirit speaks of where you're going. So if your spirit is meditating on your God, if your spirit is reflecting Christ, if your spirit is control of your flesh, but if you're acting like you're a hellion, if you're you're lying, you're cheating, you're fornicating, you're doing everything against the will of God, well, you know where you're gonna end up. I'm not gonna tell you where you go. You determine where you're gonna be. Only place that you can be in the presence of God is when you have a relationship. Came down and you talk to Solomon. Um Solomon um uh, I think it's Solomon's second chapter around the seventh verse, uh, ch- chapter, and he told me, he came down, and he said, I built this temple for you. So he came down and he suffered. He came down and he talked and he communicated with him. And I believe that now God is going to allow his people to begin to learn how to come in and visit his presence, visit his temple, visit his place, His visit, a place of visitation and supplication and loving on him, loving on his spirit, loving on his presence, loving on his power, loving on who the Christ is in in him now. The Bible tells us don't take thought for tomorrow. Can't worry about tomorrow. I've got to worry about today. Am I reflecting Christ? Am I acting like Christ? Am I speaking like Christ? Am I living like Christ? Am I going to be a representative of who He is? Like Isaiah, Isaiah was a prophet. Now you don't really hear so much about prophets. Every now and then, I see someone on Facebook and they'll they have a prophetic word and he have this that and other. I, I, I'm not. I'm not knocking nobody, but the fact is, right now, God is calling His people. God's calling His ain't His saints. God's calling His people to get together and build relationships, build a fire in them, build a prayer life in them. Be consistent, persistent. Live and do for other people. Before they do for themselves, because Christ is only his way back. You say, how do you know that? Well, look right now and, and, and in California, Fires and fires everywhere. Look at the hurricane that we, that we're still ex, uh, experiencing even yesterday in parts of, 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 of New York, uh, and, and, and the subways. I mean, these things have not Happened in all these years And then they say oh It's just climate change No it's not just climate change It's just God Trying to pair his people More people to de- depend on God More people to love on God People learn to say now Lord I need you I lost everything but I need you More than every necessary need And that requires a relationship like Isaiah, a man that spoke, a man that spent a lot of time with himself, but a man that loved God with all his might, and was not he was not afraid to say, "You sin, you need to get it right." This modern-day church now they'd rather just prophesy. But are not going to tell them to get it right. They don't tell them to 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 stop war hopping. They're not going to tell them to. Uh, to live for the Lord. They just where they want money. They want money, want money, want money, and money. And there's nothing wrong with money. But it says the love of money. You are taking your money? That's right. Give to the poor. Yes, give to the hungry. I have no problem with that. But we have to do what God has called us to do, and be a representative to Christ. There's nowhere in the Bible Isaiah told them to go And gather all this money And give it all away And and and, and it's okay If we have your $100 line Your $500 line And your $10,000 line There's nowhere in the scriptures But let, the Bible tells us we got to live a holy lifestyle It says holy, holy The whole earth is Full of your glory Which means God's glory Is on the earth So we have to Be a reflection Of his glory His majesty His power His intimacy We need Be a representative Of who he is And I began to study And I said now I wonder why God would constantly say, in the year Isaiah died. Because it was time for him to go. Because it was time now for Isaiah to come out and speak that this is the holiness of God. This is the presence of God. This is the place where he wants us to be. This is the place where he wants us to be represented. He is in that place now. The king's gone. Here, the power is gone. But the eternal power that God gives us now is now residing in the prophet. Why? Because the prophet has a word from the Lord to spit, to speak out of the world, to tell them what to do and what not to do, go and what not to go, do what not to do. He was following the distractions of the Holy Spirit To the point that he wrote 66 books And each book represented a word from the Lord God Check out that book Check out Isaiah 66 books and every book represented something in the will, and in the word of God. And he was constantly telling them, get it right. Telling them don't fall short. Telling them to get right with God. Telling them that tomorrow is not promised. Because even in the Old Testament, there were things in the word of God that is now was transferred from, from, from Isaiah to the time that Jesus walked. He was a forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a forerunner of John the Baptist. Isaiah. Isaiah. A man, a prophet that was not afraid to tell folks when they were wrong. Not afraid. He said for Isaiah. I saw the Lord. I experienced His anointing. I experienced the burning ones, the, the, the ones that represented the anointing. I experienced God. And in my experience, I love God. In my experience, I felt His fire. In His in that experience, I began to build a relationship with God. And that experience. There was a fullness of joy In the experience I saw I The prophet I, Isaiah I saw the Lord there are several times in the Bible God does, has revealed himself Even in Shadrach, Meshach And Abednego Even Joshua He showed up In the presence And asked him oh, Who are you I'm the commander. So God was constantly showing his presence in the Old Testament through different names, through people. Why? Because Christ had not come. So he used uh, the spirit of God to move from person to person, place to place, prophet to prophet, because Christ himself Had not come. But in the book of Isaiah, God revealed himself to the prophet. There was a boring of the prophetic office of God in such a way that it was revealed from the king on down. And perhaps he maybe allowed him to see that. We don't know. But Isaiah, one of the more prolific prophets in the Bible, he said, I saw God. Okay, saints, where do you, have you saw and had an experience with Christ? Saints, have you experienced a fulfillment of the Holy Ghost in him? If you die tonight, how is your your relationship with Christ? Not the book, not the Bible, but your personal walk Talk and experience with Christ. Have you experienced like Isaiah? I said I saw the Lord, and I can certainly say that if you have not experienced Christ, if you have not felt the fire of God, if you have not read your Bible, if you have not spent at least one day a week, if it's just two or three hours a day, building a relationship with Him and fasting. Because when you fast, you're saying, God, I can live with everything else, but I cannot live without you. When you get on your face, that represents God. I can't get any lower. So lift me up in your spirit realm. Because like the prophet Isaiah, he experienced God. And that was not before Christ came. So what more can God do for us? If we give our lives to him and begin to look and pray and fast and seek his faith, because I don't know about you, but I want to experience the presence of God in a way like I've never had before, because if he did it for Isaiah, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that he did it for him. He can do it for me. See we got we we we've got to be bold now. We can't be timid. We can't sit down and cry and fall out and get up. And yes, we have bad days. And yes, we have good days. But all over and over get up and get on your face. Sometimes read your Bible, write some scriptures down because it is a personal walk. Your wife can't die for you. Your husband can't die for you. Your children Can't die for you Your kids where you work they can't die for you But your personal Relationship defines Who you are Not yesterday But the word Says now Now Isaiah Was considered to be uh, One of the most greatest prophets God had made His life um, here helped us to uh, be comfortable and knowing that God was there with us. God, one of the results of the experience of forgiveness, like Israel would constantly sin and sin and sin and sin, but God constantly forgave. Just like God wants us to be forgiven. But you cannot experience the forgiveness if you've not had the presence of God. Because in your presence with God, you can learn, you can forgive. People say, oh, I can't forgive. No. But in the presence of God, we must forgive at all times. He said, well, you don't know. No. The presence of God will teach us how to forgive in the presence of the living God. That the glory of God will allow you that you can forgive anybody. Not even easy sometimes. It's not overnight. But whether you would you rather Experience or be with God or go to hell because you're mad with somebody? Or you want to experience hell because somebody hurt your feelings? You spent your whole life looking for the Lord and praying for the Lord and doing what's right? Even that one that abused you and hurt you and and did all kinds of things to you and molested you, you got to understand that it, what's more important to you than what they did to you in the past? Or what God is gonna allow you to see one day in your future. I don't know about you, but my greater my my my, my future gotta be greater than my past. I don't know about you, but I I I I I I, I desire is to see Jesus one day. So my, my past is not really important when I look to my future, forget about my past because I want to see. Jesus, one day. I want to be able to see my mother one day. So that other stuff is really not important. That other stuff, sometimes it's hard to let it go. But when you pray enough, if you fast enough, if you live in 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 a space with God, it really don't matter what happens because I'm going to see the King. I'm going to see my mother. I'm going to be in a place with God that nothing can stop me, block me, hinder me, because the devil ain't got no power. All he has is wolf tickets. So when you realize who you are in Christ, it really don't matter no more. Because if if King Isaiah, uh, when he died, Isaiah saw God. Why can't I? Again, it don't really matter what the enemy says. It really don't matter what the enemy does. It really don't matter about anything else because at the end of the day, that when our earth suit, when our body, day, decays into the ground, where will you end up in eternity? It's not about your husband. It's not about your wife. It's not about your kids. It's not about your job. It's about where where will your spirit end up in eternity? Those things don't matter. When you want to go and see the king, all that matters. And everything that you own will belong to somebody else. Everything you had will belong to somebody else. Every every dream that you had is already gone. But where are you going? But if King Isaiah said, Isaiah told him, he said, I, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. So if he could see God, we have the opportunity one day to see Christ for ourselves placed face to face, spirit to spirit. We have no excuses. If God." Got on a cross and died for us We have Opportunity In the Old Testament New Testament We have more there's greater in the New Testament And we have no excuses But see The word that says Holy 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 means I, I'm separated and I'm Consecrated for God I'm separated I'm consecrated and know who Christ is. I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm not going to talk like everybody else. I'm not going to do what other people do. I am going to follow the word of God. The word says line upon line. In other words, what I see, I do. And what I don't see, I don't do. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what nobody does. I don't care if somebody offers you a million dollars because at the at the end of the day, that million of dollars will be somewhere in the hands of a fool while you bust hell wide open uh and crying all the time because it's hot in hell cause hell don't have no air conditioner, but when you say to yourself, Isaiah said lord i saw ah I, I saw a visually i saw I saw visually." The Lord I spiritually Want to see And have a Visitation with God And all of us have the Opportunity to know Christ for ourselves pardon of our sins And those that have straight away come back to Christ Because tomorrow is Not promised That's what the word says Tomorrow is not promised but by tonight, if you are not saved, we can turn to the book of Romans 12, ten, and I'll tell you we'll give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. Because tomorrow's not promised. Water running in the streets of, of, of New York. Hurricanes tore up the whole part of the country. We don't know. This is not the end of hurricane season. At the same time of all this water One part of the country Then you got California Right now Have has wildfires everywhere God is on his way back I don't know what more visual signs You can see But if you make up your mind To give your life to Christ Tonight Is up to you Because it's my job As a prophet To always lead you to the book of, to the cross. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Romans 10. That's regard. We're going to do that every night. Romans 10, and then we're going to close up. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans 10. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 10. Hallelujah. And now here they're talking about um, giving your life to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -mm. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Romans. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's find it. Yeah. King James 5 version of it. Easier. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah. Like I said, Isaiah had a experience with God. He had a relationship with God. And that's what God wants us to do. Have a relationship with Christ. All right. Okay. This is Romans chapter ten. All right. Verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart. So if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you can confess it, but not believe it. But he's saying to us, we must confess it And believe it, that God has raised him from the dead, that thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we must not be ashamed to give our lives to Christ. We don't know who's on who's on the line tonight. We don't know, but we want to know that we have the opportunity, like Isaiah said in the seventh chapter, sixth chapter. He says, "I saw the Lord high in it lifted up." So we have the opportunity to build a relationship with Christ that we can see Him one day, just like He did. But God is no respected person when you give your life to Christ. Not tomorrow, but it's today. It says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. So you, when you can give your life to Christ, I'm not going to tell you your life is going to be easy. No, it's not going to be easy. You know why? Because the enemy will say, oh, you had a, you made up your mind to try to give your life to Christ. But you know what? At the end of the day, all that matters is when you die, where will you end up in eternity? Will you have the opportunity like the prophet Isaiah? He said, in the year King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord Jesus Christ. And then will you have the opportunity one day to say to the Lord, I, of the Lord. High and lift it up. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. And we thank you, God, to let the saints know and even the aint that we all have opportunities every day to give our lives to Christ. And even when we make mistakes and when we shall fall short, we have opportunity to say, Lord, forgive us, wash us, clean us, hold us in the palm of your hand. So, God, we don't want to spend the rest of our life pretending we know grace. Or some that ain't even pretending just don't believe there's no God. But there is a God that's sitting high and looking for love. That the same God that's seeing the fires and the floods in California, the same God that just run run through, uh, uh uh through New Orleans, the same God that went to Mississippi, the same God that now went to Virginia, the same God that's running through uh um 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 uh, New Jersey, the same God that has floods running through the through the streets of, Cal- of, of of New York and running down into the 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 subway, the same God that's gone on to New Hampshire, the same God, you are in control. But well, we must give our life To Christ and as a prophet Of God I believe That God wants Us to give our Lives to Christ And even if we've given our lives to Christ we make Mistakes we must repent Now we must Not use an excuse To do the same thing Over and over again when you know Better when you don't Know better that's different but when you Recognize your sin. And you continue to do it and say, oh, forgive me. That's not God. you your borderline, believe it or not, uh, being a reprobated mind. Because you're constantly doing stuff that is not the will of God. So we praise you. And we thank God for everybody on the line tonight. I thank you for hearing the word of God. I hope that we said something in your spirit, man, that would change your life. Or make a difference in your life. And we thank you for everybody tonight on blog radio. This is the first time um we're doing this on tonight. I thank God for all the different countries that's hearing us. We thank God for everything He's doing and our will be and we thank God we taking care we believe that the people of God will be changed. Actually the word says she says that he will come back in a twinkling of an eye. And we hope that we all will be ready tonight. So I thank God for the word, and we thank God for everybody on the line. Um, we thank God if there's anybody that would like to something, uh, have anything to say, uh, we'll open it up for discussion. Um, Apostle Erica, um, you can um, do whatever you need to do. Uh, we just give you opportunity. If not, uh, we'll go ahead and get a prayer, um, and um, go ahead. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Amen. You. Amen. Amen. Prophet uh, Lang, that was a very profound word, very profound. And um, you touched bases on everything in Isaiah. I really appreciate the word tonight. Thank you, amen. woman of God. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you, you very much. We need to hear those things and the oh, opportunity amen. to have people to repent and, and to come to Christ. Uh-huh. Yes. So I really yes. appreciate the word on tonight. Thank you, as always. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, we have to always offer up Christ. We always got to remind him that Christ is still living and we must repent. We cannot preach and not give people opportunity to repent. When you go to a service and nobody repents, nobody does this, um, and yet you want to give the gospel and pick up all these different offerings that is not God. We must lead the people to Christ himself, not the prophet, but Christ himself. For he died on the cross for us. He He shook the universe. He did all these things because of his love, his abundant love, not just a little bit of love, but abundant love. All right. Um. I thought, Erica, I guess we can go ahead and um, close out. And thank you for being, for listening on our podcast tonight. Uh, We don't want to go over time. In fact, we don't want to, we want to be able to drop it, the word to you, put it in there with some fire and let people move on because we know some people have to work. Uh, We need, we want to give it to you so we can. You know, do what God tells us to do. And again, we thank you, God, for the word. Rather, we are feeling, we are going, we have so many countries. The blog radio is the first time for us, um, and it is actually a live radio broadcast. And um, yes, I'm sure there's some people on the line, because last night we had about 17 or 18 people on the line that didn't really say too much. So, but we know this is the new thing we're doing for us, but we're doing it. Simply because we love God and um, we're going to make some situations so that if uh, anybody wants to donate to the broadcast or anything else, um, we have a line. If people want for prayer, um, we can do that as well. We are here to serve you. We are servants of the Most High God. We're not serving for things. We're serving for a crown of glory on our steps. Because we just love Jesus. And everybody who loves Jesus, you're in the right place at the right time, at the right atmosphere. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the fresh fire. We thank you for the fresh fruit. And, God, we thank you, God, to touch somebody's heart, somebody's mind, touch somebody's spirit, that they would try to seek the face of God for themselves not a book, not a bible, not everything, but we got to know Christ for ourselves that if we die tonight, where would end up in eternity? Because Jesus all we want is just you. You, you, you and you alone. Well, God bless you. Heaven a smile upon you, and I don't know about you, but I'm excited because we know. We know. The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for the good. So we don't know why. We don't even question God, but we tell the Lord, thank you. Well, God bless you, and y'all have a great night. Bye-bye.